Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 500 years in the future, the Earth has been destroyed. Yet, civilization thrives in a Martian utopia of nerds. But that is the future. Yeah, utopia is gonna have to wait. This is Nerding Out with Ravy. Welcome, everybody. It's an all-new Nerd Not Podcast. We are here for you. Hello. Hi. I'm Ravy. That's Cameron. Hey. That's Rand. What's up? Find us on social media, Nerdin' Out LA on Facebook and Twitter, Nerdin' Out on Instagram. At the end of the podcast, we're going to be announcing this week's comment of the week winner. What? Nerdin' Out LA on Facebook and Twitter, Nerdin' Out on Instagram. It pays to follow us. You know it. $50 box lunch gift card. Hell yeah. Coming at ya. Cameron, I'm glad you got a hold of last week's winner. I had trouble because it said doesn't accept direct messages. <laughs> we got him. We got him. And we got it. We we at least sent it out. That poor guy lives in Corona, California. Oh no, that's gonna oh. be an odd oh. place. Oh, man. to live <laughs> right now. <laughs> uh, this week we're gonna take a look at where movies we care about have landed on the movie release calendar. Going through 2022. I'm glad we're doing this because it has been all over it the place. It really yep. has yep. been. <laughs> so we're going to take a look at that. And there's also uh, some fun lists that oh. I ran into this week. And so I want to look at some lists as well. Why don't we start with lists? I like this one to a point. Okay. I get angry and the rage sets in. <laughs> this is the list. It's from E! Online. Okay. The top 20 female TV kick-ass characters. I have absolutely no problem with number one. Mm -hmm. Should be, will be for all time, Buffy Summers from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. How did I know that you were going to say that? (laughs) Wow. Number one, she kicked so much ass. Gotta agree with that one. Okay. Olivia Benson is number two from Law & Order SVU. And that's how you know, okay, this is an e-online list. Yeah, this is uh, for soccer moms. Yep, there it is. (laughs) I'm like, this person who wrote this. SVU. I mean, you got to be impressed, though. Mariska Hargitay has played this character for 20 years. Hargitay, too. It's true. I mean, it's been, she's played it forever. But, I don't know. I know there's a lot of people out there that love Law & Order SVU. Mm -hmm. A lot of people I know. A lot Um, of people in my circles. Okay. But- Kick ass? Yeah, exactly. And listen to the rest of the people on this list. That's the one that sticks out to me like Mm -hmm. a sore thumb. Mm -hmm. Because after Olivia Benson is Angela Abar from Watchmen. Huh? Yeah, see... Don't go, Maybe No, she makes sense (laughs) for the list. I I think the hall was towards how is she third. In what order? (laughs) Yeah. You know? My thing is, though, maybe we're just missing something. Because if she, if, if they ranked her second, right. I mean, I can't tell you the last time I saw an episode of Law and Order, anything. Right. right. So maybe she is badass, but I don't, okay. I don't, maybe she's maybe a five. I'll take right. that. I'll take that. Number four, Arya Stark. Okay. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Olivia Benson was second. number two. <laughs> don't get me wrong. The ending of the show, 
But right. come on, man. This that show by far had some of the most compelling, most badass female protagonists. Absolutely right. Randy. In, in ever. Honestly, if you were to ask me, I'd say I'd probably place uh, three of the top five from Game of Thrones. I know. That's I know. A- Arya's the only one that made this list. What? Are you? Okay. <laughs> How the f- <laughs> okay. Who wrote this? Okay. okay. E online. Sydney Bristow from Alias is number five. Yeah. I have no problem okay. with that. That's cool. No okay. problem with that. All right. Xena from Xena Warrior, Warrior Princess. Princess. Got no problem <laughs> with that. Got no problem with that. Number six. All right. Michonne from The Walking Dead. Number okay. seven. That's I'm great. I'm cool with that. That's okay. great. I like that. Number eight, Clark Griffin from The 100. No problem oh, with that. I watched, uh, I think, maybe two seasons of that. Yeah. Never seen it. It's a fit. I like it. All right. Okay. Kara Danvers at number nine. She's Supergirl. Mm. I haven't seen any Supergirl, <laughs> but I'm sure that that's a good fit Didn't, sure. for number nine on the list. I think that we, so something that we're guilty of sometimes mm-hmm. is writing off network, like broadcast network shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, we have a good reason for doing that. (laughs) But I do forget sometimes that Supergirl is a thing. Right. And shows on the CW and shows on NBC and CBS Mm -hmm. and all that. I mean, we're big fans of Superstore, but aside from that, I can't tell you the last time I watched NBC. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's nothing really against the shows, at least me personally. I just, I feel like I I don't want to watch something if it has that network barrier. You know, Uh, like HBO, anything goes sort of thing. I'm totally down for that, but- like a PG-rated stuff, it's kind of hard for me to get into. Sure, Probably. that makes sense. Number 10, Diana Prince, the Linda Carter era of Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. I watched the shit out of that show. I freaking loved it. I don't think I've ever seen a frame of it. Well, you should watch some. Yeah. Just for the nostalgia value. Okay. Just for the way she spun into the suit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number 11, L from Stranger Things. I would rank her higher than 11. Yeah, Getting, I think so. But they put 11 and 11 because I think they were trying to be cute. Yeah. Okay. But Elle should really be up there in the yeah. top five. She's the only reason that the town is not consumed by the upside down. Right. Yeah. She's the only one that's Now, it. here's a question. If you're making this list, how you how would you necessarily grade it? Because kind of going back to what I said about the whole barrier thing, if you have a network television show, is your writing, would you say your writing is as compelling as, say, something with HBO, I mean, Netflix, I think it or, can be. You think but so? But you're definitely working within restrictions. Hmm. But we'll talk about network stuff a little bit later. Oh, rip. Where my rage hits this oh. list. Oh, we got rage <laughs> going. Like, right now, I'm questioning the list. Yeah. Uh, we're about to rage hit it. Let's do it. Okay. Not quite yet. Oh. Not quite yet. Oh, right. Number 12 is Kate Kane, Batwoman. I'm fine by that. I mm-hmm. There hasn't been enough Batwoman yet, though. Yeah. To put her as high as 12. Number mm-hmm. 13. This is where I'm getting upset. <laughs> Olivia Pope from Scandal. What? Huh? Yeah. Huh? huh? Olivia Benson from Law & Order SVU makes more sense to me Olivia. than Olivia Pope from Scandal. This is, okay. Maybe. Who wrote this at E Online? E online. <laughs> but who at E Online wrote this? Maybe we're just Even missing out on the network train. Maybe. But, oh, look, she could be like a kick-ass... Yeah. Person. Right. right and do right. some kick ass things. But on this list, Olivia I, Pope from Scandal? I agree. I will say, though, there is a lot of hype towards Scandal. Granted, I myself have Tons never seen it. it, but yeah. I do know a lot of people, right. majority yeah. girls from high school, back in high school, who you watched it. You know what it. show I watched that was similar to that? Was uh, Revenge. I mm. loved Revenge. Ooh, okay. I liked that. Revenge was, oh my gosh, what a guilty pleasure show that was. I totally. I was so into it. So into it. Like the first couple seasons. <laughs> so into it. Number 14, 
Veronica Mars. Okay. Veronica Mars is under Olivia Pope from Scandal. <laughs> I, I, under, I understand the rage now. That is. And it's, it's going to get worse, right? You don't think Veronica Mars is a top 10? How could she not be a top 10? Yeah. Jeez, Rave. Why do you want her so low? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Number 15, Carrie Matheson of Homeland. Homeland just wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get into Homeland? I was way into it the first season. Uh-huh. And then it, my taste just kind of shifted. What the? I'm like, this is too realistic. This is too- See, that's, that's exactly how I and felt. And I can't watch it anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I like the realistic stuff. Sh- I can't, I, I can't do it anymore. Not to <laughs> that level, get... not to that level where I was so stressed during season one. Right. And really? they did, and that just goes to show what a great job they did because I was very stressed out all the time. Mm-hmm, yeah. But terrorists, Ooh. Yeah, that... things that could absolutely happen at any day, at any time What's in our it? world. Uh huh. I can't. What network? Uh, Showtime. Showtime. Okay, now see, that's probably why I never got into it. I I, I feel because I never really had all those channels at home. And then yeah. now when I have to pay for stuff, yeah. like, I kind of just draw the line at HBO. I feel the same way. I'm digging through season three of Ozark right now. Right. And I love the show. Right. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God, I wonder how many people I live near or yeah. do business with that are money launderers. Mm-hmm. And oh. as I'm walking along after watching an episode, I'll go walk the dog or something. And if I see a black SUV, I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, somebody from the drug cartel yeah, you guys is going to pop out and get me. Don't watch Narcos Mexico. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. I, I find like my tastes are really, really shifting mm-hmm. to more fantasy escapism stuff. Yeah, you said yeah. you said it before in the past. So you prefer escapism. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I would enjoy Ozark. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it might be too realistic. Yeah. I often wonder to myself. If Breaking Bad started today, mm-hmm. would I be into it? I don't know that I would even... You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally well, know what you mean. Would I even go for 100%. it now? Yeah, I I think I'm one of the very few who never got into Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like, everyone around me loved it. My girlfriend loves it. Yeah. But I just... I don't know. From I guess maybe the whole it was too realistic thing. Yeah. Like, the whole sort of grim, picturesque right. stuff. I'm like, ah, eh, I'll find something else to watch. Yeah. Uh, coming in at number 16, Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Week. <laughs> I think I like that show. I think it's I a pretty too, funny but show. But that is a weak ass choice. What the hell? Yeah, weak Rosa's ass choice. Uh sorry, Rosa. Uh Stephanie Beatrice plays her. Iris West Allen from The Flash. I got no problem with that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes All sense. Right. Number eighteen is Meredith Gray from Grey's Anatomy. Now this list can fuck itself. Take that one off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Anything from Grey's Anatomy. But after that, at nineteen. Don't do it. After Olivia Pope, Rosa Diaz, <laughs> Meredith Gray, Dana Scully. Fuck wow. Wow. Oh my God. This what? list can fuck itself. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Dana Scully at 19. Yeah. Uh, what are you smoking at E! Online? Okay. Because they have the good stuff. So let me get this straight. They only have one person from Game of Thrones. Right. Veronica Mars is out of the top <laughs> 10. Right. And Dana Scully got pushed all the way back to 20. 19. 19. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That is sick. That is sick. That's sick. Stand you by. people are sick. Get some help. <laughs> and then at number 20 is Eve Palastri from Killing Eve, played by Sandra Oh. A mm-hmm. show that I still, I think I would like that. Yeah, I've heard that's a good show. I think I would like it. That's on my list of things to start. Right. It's one of 80. Yeah. I I made a phone note the other day of all these shows. Oh, my God. (laughs) I know. It's so long. Anytime I think I'm like, okay, I'm I'm finally catching up on stuff. I look at this thing and I'm like, 
It's so long. Holy shit. I uh, think one of the hardest things about getting into a new show, though, is all the shows that I really want to get into, the the episodes are an hour long. So it's, yeah. uh, I'm standing there totally. contemplating. I'm like, well, I could get into it, or I could just waste an hour. Or I could continue to build my island on Animal Crossing. There you go. You know? there all right, is. you guys. I did some research. Okay. The author of that article on E! News, okay. E! Online, yep. was a person named Billy Niles. Okay. I looked up Billy Niles on Twitter. It's a man. Well... Still, oh, I don't joy. care who wrote it. I get the whole feminism, like... A he, a she, a they. It's bad. Like, they're getting a message from me. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> I gotta... 19. The, uh, Give me an Evan break. For real. Come on. <laughs> Watch X-Files. And Meredith Grey is on the list. You weenie. Get to <laughs> you Meredith weenie, Grey. Billy. You Billy. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Weenie the Billy. <sighs> let's, Billy the Weenie. Let's, whatever. <laughs> Weenie the Billy. <laughs> Let's move on to a fun BuzzFeed list. They always have fun Ooh. BuzzFeed lists. Some movie facts that will mildly surprise okay. 90s kids. Sweet. Okay, mildly. I thought this one was interesting. The suits the actors wore in those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies were 48 pounds. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> 48 Oh, my God. I, you know, I think about that when I watch some of those older movies uh-huh. where people are wearing all these prosthetics and stuff. Mm-hmm. To think about how far technology has come, you know, doing CGI and stuff is mm-hmm. crazy, but to th- mm-hmm. I wonder how advanced makeup oh, and yeah. wardrobe and things have gotten over the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, when they filmed Star Wars out in the middle of the desert, they were probably all wearing hotter than shit, oh, yeah. not breathable fabrics or oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, these guys wearing 45, 48 pounds. That's like yeah. firefighter it's status. It's funny you mention that, too, because back when I was in my Godzilla kick, I started looking at a lot of behind-the-scenes Godzilla stuff, and the OG Godzillas, it was just a dude in a suit, and that suit weighed so much. It was crazy. It's so insane. Well, because these suits (laughs) were so heavy, they filmed the fight scenes in these movies in slow motion and then sped it up in post-production. That's insane. That's cool. So think about that if you ever watch one of those 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. I imagine... (laughs) I want to see the OG footage of that. Oh my God, be, oh, I'm going to uh, get here you. I, here I go. Cowabunga. Yeah, Claire. dude. <laughs> I'll bet this one. Michael Jordan starred in a Nike com- commercial with Looney Tunes characters, and that got an idea in the head of his agent who said this could be a full-length feature. Really? Thus, Space Jam coming at I you. always wondered about that movie. Like, who thought of that combo, you know? Yeah. Apparently, it was Michael Jordan's agent. After seeing a Nike commercial. Now they're doing another one of those, right? They are with LeBron James. That's the plan, but I don't know that Uh where it would be. Is there a script? Yeah. Is there? Right. I have no idea. I'm really interested to see if that even, like how that even pans out. Because whenever I think of Looney Tunes and Space Jam, I just, to me, it's a 90s concept. Yeah. Remember when they tried relaunching the Muppets? Yeah. And they were hyping it up, Dude. and the Muppets just kind of went flat. Well. They have like, is tried the, over and over yeah. again with the Muppets. Like, is the yeah. Looney Tunes something that can survive in today's, uh, you know, era? Of That's a great question. Content, you know? That's a great question. 
Because you would think people would have just as much nostalgia for Muppets right. as they do for Looney Tunes. But see, and I think that's the problem, though. I feel like the people who have the nostalgia isn't even the audience you're Not trying the to target cater market. for. Right. It's the people producing it. So yeah. be interesting. I, I wonder. Speaking of makeup, remember there was a version of The Witches that came out? The Witches starring Angelica Houston? Yeah. It took... So when she gets her real face and she's the old witch... Uh-huh. Uh, seven hours to apply, five to take oh off. My what? God. That's twelve hours in the five makeup to chair. Take off. How, what? How? No. Just like seven. Seven hours to put on, five to take off. I'm looking at these pictures. Right I know, now. right? Like it doesn't seem like anything that would have been that complicated. You know what? I bet it. A lot of it was is just adhesives. Yeah. And yeah. How to not get it to fly around when you're moving and stuff, but still, my. God, I can't imagine sitting there for seven hours. (laughs) There is a remake of The Witches coming someday. Anne Hathaway is in the Angelica Houston role. And of course, Raul Dahl hated The Witches because they changed the ending because the boy didn't stay a mouse. In the book, the boy stays a mouse. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That was not the director's fault. That's how they shot it. And it was a test audience. Oh, we don't like that. So because the test audience didn't, mm. the ending didn't test, <laughs> they changed it to the turns back into a boy. But, uh, so now the creator God. hates it. <laughs> I don't know if the audience liked it anymore. I can't imagine that's a very fun fun part of filmmaking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. To have is just, your project taken uh, out of your hands and we're going to end it this way. Yeah. Oh. didn't realize it like upset the mouse community. Yeah. Oh, so for sure. It really Apparently. Did. Another fun fact, Scar Jo auditioned for the role of Judy in Jumanji. She lost out to Kirsten Dunst. Wow. Uh, ScarJo's done okay. ScarJo was in uh, a number of childhood movies, though. Yeah, she did all right. She did. What, was, what was that movie she was in? My girlfriend As forced me to watch a movie with her recently. It was a Ghost World or something. Ghost World, yes. Yeah, with uh, Steve Buscemi. Right. Awkward movie. They kind of missed the boat on that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio turned down Hocus Pocus because okay. he was really, really hoping to get the role in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which he did. Nice. Held out. Though... In the grand scheme of things, Hocus Pocus is kind of iconic. Gil- now it is. Gilbert Grape right. is a movie right. that you watch once. Oh my God, it's incredible. Leonardo DiCaprio is incredible, but it's such a downer. Mm-hmm. You know, I only saw it that one time in the theater and haven't gone back and ever watched it again. Yeah, I, I got a lot of shit for hating Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Ooh, I found the ScarJo movie I was thinking. Of. Okay. The Perfect Score. The Perfect Score. Wow. It's where her and, uh, which they later. Reunited, Chris Evans oh, sure. and a couple of other people, they like steal SAT answers to oh. get the perfect SAT score. Interesting. Nice. Predated that one scandal, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you remember the character of Adam Banks in The Mighty Ducks, Randy? Of course. Well, it was originally played by a different kid, but that kid was fired for bullying the other actors in the cast. Ah, uh, maybe he bullied Goldberg. <laughs> what an That's idiot. why Goldberg's <laughs> the way he is now. Why would you get like dream of yours is to get into a movie I assume right and then you get there and start yeah. bullying and then people be a big dick. I'm, I'm, I'm dumbass Cameron probably has more experience or more knowledge yeah. of this but I'm gonna go on and let me just assume that some actors are probably kind of just dicks in general oh sure. For so sure. sure if you already have a group of dicks and you bring in an even bigger dick how does that even like how badly were you bullying these people that it must have been pretty off? bad it must have been must pretty have been bad. terrible and it must have been early too you know, you could just Had tell, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, wrong yeah. choice. They, they were. It was probably like day two or three, and they're like, you know what? We, we're going to move on from cut this. Cut it out. We're moving on from this. They Eric Stoltzman in Back to the Future. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> now, when filming split screen shots for The Parent Trap, 
Uh-huh. Lindsay Lohan had an earpiece in that had the other characters' lines fed to her so that the dialogue would flow naturally. Oh, okay. That's I always cool. kind of wondered how they did that. Interesting. You know, what was the technique, especially like older? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, as you guys know, occasionally I will watch a soap opera. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. they're playing <laughs> like old school Young and Restless episodes because they're out of new ones. Right. And and that used to be a trope of the old school soap operas. All of a sudden, themselves? no, all of a sudden somebody would like run into their doppelganger on the street. Holy crap, oh. that's my twin. <laughs> what? <laughs> that, are you serious? Oh yeah. What a weird plot point. <laughs> There's my twin. Yeah. And they <laughs> they just didn't have the technology uh-huh. to pull it off seamlessly. Hey, Ray, I have right. a question. <laughs> and I was watching that, and I'm like, oh, my God, this looks so bad. Since we're in the topic of soap operas, yep. the that show, I'm assuming- Young how and many the Restless. Se- how many seasons has it been? Oh, I, Young and the Restless got on the air in 1973. Okay. So it's been a minute. For the, for shows like that, are, is it all just one continuous flow, or do they ever do restarts, or how does it work? Because I can't imagine- Somebody being checked in for that many seasons. Well, writers get fired all the time. Right. So then like it would be going like a certain way and then a new writer will come in and Uh the whole direction shifts. So if you were to want to get into The Young and the Restless, you'd have to start from season one? No, not really. I think it would take you like a couple weeks and you'd be into it. it. The concept of soap operas is so so interesting. So crazy. It's just kind of fascinating to me. Uh-huh. The history of television and the way it's morphed and what shows yeah. were huge in mm-hmm. the 40s, the 50s, yep. the 60s, mm-hmm. the 70s, the 80s. You look at the 80s, soap operas were the biggest thing on the planet. I'm surprised that they haven't made a comeback yet. That's streaming. They have are, in other ways. They have, so? right. There's nighttime soap operas that mm. are, we just talked about how much Meredith Grey doesn't belong on that list. Yeah. Why? Because Grey's Anatomy uh, is okay. absolutely a soap opera. You, okay. Right. It's just, you know, branded differently. Right. And okay. they're single camera now. Yeah, for sure. Single camera. So not no more like, they're not being shot. Like the Y&R and Bold and the Beautiful and all those are shot. Do They do like an episode a day, sometimes two episodes a day. What? Which is nuts. Yeah. It's insane. It's because Soap Brothers, because they were the biggest thing in the 80s, had mm-hmm. massive budgets. They would be Huge. in France. You know, they'd yeah. be in Monaco. On location, <laughs> they would be, you know, walking up the Aztec pyramids and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You couldn't do any of that today. Now no. you're lucky if you have three dedicated sets. You're lucky if you get to do what more than one take in a lot of cases. Yeah. So, <laughs> cool. the, the fact that there are still even four mm-hmm. daytime soaps even on is still pretty incredible. That's insane. Like at any given time, like in the 80s, there were probably 15. <laughs> we should make Randy soaps. watch one. I've never seen <laughs> a soap opera. commentary. That would be <laughs> hilarious. The only soap operas I think I've ever seen are the Spanish ones because uh, of my mom. Yeah. And, but but sure. those, it's like a finite amount of episodes. Like you know it's going to end. Okay. Whereas Y&R. Oh, and, I, they just uh, don't continue and continue? General, General Hospital, still General on. Hospital. Old and Beautiful and Old Days of Our Lives. Yeah. Stupid names too. <laughs> I know, right? These like are the days of our lives. <laughs> Those are the days of our lives. Happy and lost or something. Uh, indeed. I thought this fun fact was really incredible. A total of 46 pigs appeared on screen to play Babe. 46? 46? How long did Do it take to Do all pigs look alike? I mean, all pigs look similar. Don't get me wrong. But sure, sure. They all have the same exact facial features. 46 babes? They're all trained? Wow. What was going on there? That was quite a rotation. Kind of like maybe five it, or something? Maybe there's like pig labor laws like there are with oh, children maybe. or right. with babies. Because right. like babies can only work 20 minutes at a time on uh-huh. screen and then you need to like swap them out. Yeah, mm. maybe. 
Like every bre- every pig pig needs to take a break. Right. Yeah. So it's like this pig's exhausted. Number twenty. <laughs> number twenty. We need number twenty babe in here for this scene. Uh, how about this one? My girl. Uh-huh. Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. Originally called Born Jaundiced. <laughs> what the hell kind of title is that? Born Jaundiced. <laughs> and then they went on to <laughs> I Am Woman. Uh, before going with My Girl. <laughs> oh my God. Born Jaundiced. How terrible is that? <laughs> Who the hell? I don't know. That was a cr- that's an insane screenwriter right there. And then two years before they start together in My Girl, Anna Klumski had a cameo in Macaulay Culkin's movie Uncle Buck. Not I, the, not the first time they were on screen together in My Girl. They used to play, and I don't know if they they probably still don't do this. I mean, Uncle Buck is on Disney Plus, I believe. Yeah, but they used to play Uncle Buck all the freaking time on the Disney Channel. Yeah, I don't think they play classics on the Disney Channel anymore. That's um But I loved that when I was a kid. They would play that, they would play all kinds of stuff. Next time we do, okay, we're watching and reviewing a classic movie everybody's seen. I'll put Uncle Buck on my list. Uncle, I've never seen it. Uncle Buck. Really? Ne- never seen it. You would think that would have been a movie I would have run across, but maybe I was a little bit older and I'm like, Uncle Buck, it's for babies. All right, how about this list? I love it. It's from the Bro Bible, but it's their list of the ten best television show finales. Over the past 10 years. Okay. And at number one, something I shouted out right after it aired because I was so impressed with the way they ended The Good Place. The mm-hmm. Good Place came in at number one. You're not alone. A lot I, of people had that like, review. I was like, wow. Didn't I come in here and I was like, wow, way to stick it. Yeah. Like, I and have I, to give them credit for doing that. Day of and day after, people were blowing up yeah. on Twitter. And normally, people are so they're tearing shit apart. Like, right. The way that Game of Thrones ended was very divisive. Oh, for sure. But everybody seemed to be in unison about yeah. The Good Place. The Good Place came in at number one. Number two, The Americans. That, okay, adding it to my list right now. <laughs> Is that an FX show? Yep. FX, okay. yeah. The Americans, I watched the first season. It's incredible. Once again, I think it was a little like Homeland for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And that it was too stressful to watch and too realistic. They're too good. Is that like based in the Cold War era? That, is that the show? Right. They're sleepers. They're Russian sleepers. Okay. And the Americans. They're great. Okay. And the show is great. That's that's how much it got to me that I didn't continue on. Hmm. But apparently they really stuck the finale, and that's everything you read about it, too. All right. Number three, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Okay. Which I thought was an excellent finale. Yeah. I hear about that's that. That's fair. Lot. Number four, and I hate to think of it as a finale, Fleabag. There's 12 episodes of Fleabag. Is that right? They're but, not doing any more? Phoebe Waller-Bridge said maybe when she's older. Wow. Which sucks. All right, wait. Got to make sure I add that to my list. Didn't you say recently that she was open to doing more episodes or something? When she's older. When she's older. When she has an idea. Oh, that's what it was. You know, she's not going to pressure herself. Oh, shit, I have to do season three of Fleabag. She's too busy doing that Cassidy Andor series, probably. Uh, (laughs) She also produces that new HBO show, Run, where she has like a bit part. Because oh, right. I saw her in the yeah. trailer. Add that to the list. Number five, Total Agreeance, Friday Night Lights. Mm. I love that show. Dude. The finale of that show. I've been trying to get <sighs> uh, my fiance to watch that with me. She'd love you, it. I think that she would love it. I love that show. <laughs> it's wor- It gets tons of hype and tons of praise, mm-hmm. and none of it's overblown. What's it on? None of it. Netflix or Hulu? I believe it's on Hulu. I think Hulu. it's on Hulu. Um, okay. But Randy, I 
We've there's we've no about excuse this. for yeah. you not to watch it. You would for love sure, it. Randy. My, you will go ape. That what, should be your number yeah. one show. I it, have to. It see. is on Hulu. Yeah. I think once my girlfriend's done watching Desperate Housewives. Oh yeah. We'll dive into that. I, I think, think you should. Of thinking about all the TV shows I've ever watched mm -hmm. from beginning to end, I think Friday Night Lights is the one that has made me cry the most. Yeah. Really? Definitely the one you'll have Jesus a huge H. emotional connection with for sure. I'm, number six, Parks and Rec. Uh. Hell yeah. I didn't like the finale, though. <laughs> Hell, uh, I thought the like finale the, was okay. I love like the, the time show. Hop. I love the show. But the whole, spoiler alert, the whole thing of Leslie and Ron having Whoa. beef, it was just kind of like... Well, yeah. Mm. I mean, that was the time hop. But by the finale, they were over their beef. Yeah, I know. But I just like, like the, the, the last season. I mean, The time hop season. I, I mean, all these network shows, inevitably, if they're doing really well, they have one of those kind of degressing yeah. slow seasons because one actor left to go do a bigger project and somebody else. But I mean, nobody left. Else. They just did the time jump. I didn't like the Johnny karate aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Andy Dwyer actually got it together and he was yeah. a karate champ. They had to do something because Chris Pratt was now in shape. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was skinnier. Uh, you're not excited about the episode that's going to air tonight, Thursday, I mean, April 30th, uh, the quarantine episode. I, I'm cautiously optimistic, but they I mean, released that It's not going to be the clip. same. It's not going to feel the same. I know it's same. not going to be the same. I just like, so thinking about this, right? So the Tiger King um, after show that Joel McHale did. Right. I thought they did an excellent job at sending out iPhones or whatever they had mm -hmm. to do to make right. that look as best they could. That I feel like was a step in the right direction. Right. I had hoped for Parks and Rec that maybe they would have gone, okay, we're going to send everybody a DSLR. We're going to get oh, okay. some decent looking stuff. Right. And in the preview, it looks like a Zoom call. And I'm not going to be all nitpicky if it's a good story and all that. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. Right. But it looks like a Skype call that they threw together to try and raise money. I get it. Right. I support sure, it. Sure, sure. But I feel like it's, I don't, I think they should have just done like a reunion and, uh, okay. and not call it another episode. Or maybe like, you know what I mean? Maybe done sort of a fundraiser. And at the end of the fundraiser, Valve, if they'd reach a certain goal, they'd film one right. more episode, a uh, special. Because well, I agree. Okay. That's, I, that, that's a great idea. That Randy. might be I, the I, idea there, man. Yeah, I agree with Cameron. The whole sort of the quarantine thing, like we again, the number one reason why we love these shows is a sense of escapism. Yep. I don't want to watch right. a show that I love seeing people quarantined while I'm quarantined. It's not. It's in, it's I insanity. I get what you're saying. What is the point Agreed. of it? It's just it's silly. And plus, think of the limitations you have. When yeah. you're watching something like that, the the message that or of the story or what's happening is conveyed through the sets, through uh, throughout the plot. But if you're just confined to video calls, yeah, like what what can you okay. really do with that? Now that being said, it. we love Parks and Rec. Love it, favorite show of all time. We'll Shut your mouth. I'm not a hater. <laughs> That's right, Randy. <laughs> uh, number seven is a show that is on my list of why haven't you watched it? You got to check it out. Mm -hmm. The Leftovers. The what? people who love right? the leftovers, yeah, really I I loved the leftovers. I watched the pilot, I think. I think I watched the pilot as well, and it did not draw me in. Yeah, I think maybe that was one of the shows you had to stick with. Number eight, another HBO show. The finale to Veep was pretty incredible. It was shocking in what they did, but I thought it was like perfectly in line with Veep. Vape is a ridiculously funny show. Probably one of the funniest shows ever. And to see so good. kind of, you know, the dysfunction in the Trump White House, because it's been kind of so present. Yeah. Because you always thought, at least I did, 
that Veep was just taking it way over the top. Oh, 100,000%. <laughs> and then when this administration came in, I'm like, are we watching Veep? Like yeah. some and days look, you would think it was straight up an episode of Veep. We never talk politics on Nerd Out. No, never. never. No matter what side you're on of that right. coin, of the political coin, right. you cannot deny that it's like watching Veep. It, it really is. It absolutely is. A hundred percent. And the way that like staff rotates in right. and out and the mm -hmm. way that all, there's all these characters. Right. Right. Like it's totally, it's totally Veep. It really is. Tony Hale is actually, oh wait, no, he doesn't work for Trump. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> Veep is an incredible show. So funny. I really, really loved Veep. They said number nine, Shit's Creek. Okay. I was I not thought, a huge fan of the last season per se, but I thought they stuck the landing well. I okay. thought they did a fair job with the landing. Okay. Uh, I The last season was not my favorite. Right. That sounds harsh. It's not harsh. I love Schitt's Creek. Right. Love watching it. But there was something a little bit off still. Like when, uh, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it, when Eugene Levy is driving away and he says like to stop so we can look back at the billboard. Mm-hmm. I get what they were going for. I felt like that moment was a miss for me. Okay. I would have rather just seen the car drive off. I see. I don't know. Being no, nitpicky that, about well, it. That, that's very nitpicking. I'm nitpicking, but like this, Canadians. you know, it be and I'm fine with that. You know, Schitt's Creek started one way, began to morph into right. a different show. Sure. But that's what happens. Characters grow. Characters change. You wouldn't want the characters to be the same in the last season as they were in the first. No, absolutely not. That's not a journey of absolutely any kind. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but season six is not my favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all right. have our not favorite seasons. Let's look at the last season of Game of Thrones. I love Game of Thrones. Uh, or let's not. Let's pu push on. Now, the number 10, according to the <laughs> Bro Bible, the number 10 best finale over the past 10 years, The Office. Okay. What do you think of The Office finale, Cameron? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, very aw, babe. It was all aw, babe, and I was fine with that. Um, what do I want to say? Audience serving. Yeah, you know, for sure. Fan service, mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's a lot of people who, and I and I agree with a lot of people who say that season nine is not their favorite. Right. <laughs> um, for many different reasons. All the Pam and Jim stuff going on and right. Jim's career and all that oh, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. But most of, the thing that always sticks out to me anytime I rewatch it is how much I do not like Andy Dwyer. Or it's not Andy Dwyer, uh, Andy right. Bernard. I was going to say, Andy Dwyer, love Andy and Dwyer. Andy Bernard. <laughs> um, because they just turn him into such a dick. And it's such, it, when you think about it, it's so interesting because when Ed Helms started as a guest star right. on the show, his character was like a weird kind of egotistical, goofy. Yeah. goofy guy. And then they wrote in that he was going to anger management so they could change his character and when yeah. he comes back from anger management, he's the Andy that we know from like season 3.5 to season 7. Mm -hmm. And then he turns into a dick again. Yeah. I just don't like it. I think they weren't sure what to do with Ed Helms eventually. Because didn't yeah. the hangover happen during the office's run? Yeah. yeah. 2009. So was, and I think they kind of had to. So when Steve Carell left, I think they kind of had to go, okay. Yeah. If we want to keep him, we kind of have to make him yeah. the star or whatever. But I don't know. Gotcha. I did. I did love the finale, though. Good. Hmm. Number ten. Very on that oh, list. baby. So you know, if you guys ever run run into lists, Randy Cameron, feel free to bring them because I love going over lists. I okay. love lists. And List me. Right now, <laughs> the list I have in front of me is the movie release calendar as it stands Ooh. now. Hell yeah! Because things are just being moved around, and like, wait till you hear it in succession. 
we're never going to be out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm actually excited about. Now, Wonder Woman's still sitting there with that August 14th date. That's a date we're right. scared about. We've talked about it. Mm-hmm. We hope that it sticks. Look, I'm happy to go to the theater with a face mask on. I'll go. Absolutely. Five seats away from the other person. For sure. To or see that movie. Cameron can sit to my right or to my left. Yeah. He won't be walking in front of me when he inevitably pees four times. Or maybe put some dividers. Three times. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the, like, let's use AMC as an example. Prime. Yep. With the reclinable chairs. Yep. It's sort of like a little barrier. I mean, you pretty much have to add something like a, a little shield. Maybe. Yeah, but you know? if my visuals are obstructed, right. Randy, I'm going to be pissed. I know. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like what makes sense. Because it's yeah. gonna suck. Because think about it, if if you can only if you're going with a group of friends, yeah, and you all have, take up one row because you're yeah. doing that much spacing. But I would still rather see Wonder Woman on August 14th, all spaced out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than wait until 2021. Totally. Wow. A Quiet Place Part Two is in theaters September 4th. That I want to see in a theater because mm-hmm. that's a crazy theatrical experience. Absolutely. Because it's so freaking quiet. It's intense. It was so weird seeing the first, in the best way. Yes. It's unlike anything. I was gripping my chair. I was practically fetal <laughs> watching <laughs> the first <laughs> A Quiet Place. You know how difficult it was to open up snacks during that movie? Oh, I know. Like, All right, I'm just gonna oh, you had to go out. You had you to go had out to, in the hallway. Yeah. It was That's so right. bad. Right. We got to see that one together, Rave, because okay. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> would you consider that a scary movie? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely I mean, thrilling. It's, ten- it's tension-filled. Tension-filled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a few Which jumpies, right? Which leads to the scares. Oh, there's jumpies. Well, oh, absolutely. Uh, it's I, we, tense. We need to see that together, because okay. I don't think you've ever seen a jumpy movie with me. I look forward to uh, it. Well, hide your popcorn, because <laughs> I stress eat. Stress eating. Black Widow, November 6th. Mm. I hope that... I'm I'm confident in that date. I'm more com- confident in November 6th than I am in August 14th. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're Wonder Woman right now, if you're in charge of that and distribution, you yeah. I wouldn't say you've got to be sweating it. Warner Brothers is sweating it. For sure they are. You're thinking about it because it's if we push the movie back, I mean, we could go, we could put it against The Quiet Place too. And I do think Wonder Woman would win. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like if we push it any further, now we're, now we have to deal with Black Widow. Yeah. You know? So, Absolutely right. I yeah. I mean, that's one thing that theaters and, you know, studios are going to have to balance and mm-hmm. kind of deal with is the counter-programming. It's oh, going to be sure. insane it's gonna be for nuts. a while. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be nuts. It's a smart move on Disney's part, a strategic move to place themselves right there because yeah. now mm-hmm. you're really putting the pressure on them. Because right. again, like you said, if they if they delay it again, the only place that makes sense is next year. Right. Either real late this yeah. year or early next year. Jeez. Uh, the Bond movie, No Time to Die, November 25th. Excited up, for that. Up November. Free Guy. Which I'm very excited about. The oh, Ryan, the Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds movie. I know. It was supposed to come out over the 4th of July. Oh, my God. I feel like we saw the trailer for that. I know. Three years ago. For real. December 11th, mm-hmm. 2020. So they, that should be kind of fun to watch in December. Oh, yeah. Kicking over to 2021, February 12th is where The Eternals has landed. Which I know nice. nothing about. I know. I I would nothing. love to see something, anything. Exactly. The only we'll thing see I've seen is buff Kumail Nanjani. That's yeah. about that's about it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see something out of uh, Comic Con. Oh wait. Oh, <laughs> thanks a lot. Son of a bitch. Thanks a lot, Cam. <laughs> we probably will see something with Black Widow, and probably not. That's very true. Before okay. then. Oh dang, that's a good point though. Think of like how spaced out it is though. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's spaced out until it's not spaced out. I know. So you got the Eternals, February 12, twenty twenty one. Ghostbusters Afterlife, March fifth. Hell yes. Twenty twenty one. Just put it on demand. Just saying. <laughs> Don't put it on demand. Don't Come on. You want... That's a universal picture, Listen right? Listen to what the people want. Uh, Paramount. Paramount. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, then it might be an AMC's. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. out. Unless they get mad. Morbius is coming at you up March 19th, which, rip, 2021. Which is so strange because The Eternals, as you said, is slated to come out before Morbius. Right. And we at least have a trailer for Morbius. Well, Morbius was scheduled long before The Eternals. I think Morbius was scheduled originally for June. Oh, yeah. I always forget it, gets, it got pushed back. It a was lot. scheduled for today. Every for movie yesterday. on this list has been moved. Gosh, I forget, every, I, every movie. I forget the original That's days. stressful. <laughs> you know what's weird? Something I found very, I, I don't know, eerie sounds like a strong word, but when I drive into work in the morning, yep. I'm seeing billboards for movies and uh, TV shows yeah. with their original release date. It weirds me out. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like hear you. Walking Dead as that. Well, I was going to say that's what totally. makes it more apocalyptic. Yeah. yeah it's things so like weird. That. Things like that. Uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Has been moved to May seventh, twenty twenty one. So that's Marvel moving back their yeah. movies by one date. Right. Okay. Shang Chi was scheduled for February. Now the Eternals is right. in that February twelfth mm-hmm. date. So after Shang Chi, May seventh, you've got Venom. Let there be carnage coming at you June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. Then you've got the Batman, Battinson. Yes. Currently scheduled for October first, twenty twenty one. I think that's a perfect month for that movie to come out. Mm-hmm. I think so too. October, right? Everything's getting a little dark. Tim Burton's Batman's always came out in December, didn't they? Weren't I think they like so, Christmassy yeah. time? Spider-Man Three got pushed to November fifth, twenty twenty-one. So in twenty twenty-one, <sighs> Morbius, Venom, and Spider-Man Three, wow. damn, all son. in the same year. Jesus. Then let's move over to twenty twenty-two. Where do you hear this stuff, you guys? I'm ready. Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. February 11th, 2022. Damn it. That's, oh, man. Right on its freaking heels. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022. I checked that like three times. Is there, are there big Marvel movies coming six weeks apart? That's insane. It's actual and factual as it stands right now. Didn't this happen recently? Or, With or Captain Marvel, I right. think, right? Okay, yeah. that's what it was. It was very Captain close Marvel to something. Captain Marvel was close to the end game. Dude, right. just think about how hungry people are going to be for this sort of content. Can, and then end game was pretty close to Spider-Man Far That's From right. Home. That's right. That's what I'm probably I thinking I have to of. pause here for just a second and tell right. you guys something. Please. So you know how we did our MCU uh, bracket yep. recently? Yeah. If mm-hmm. you missed that episode, you can go back and listen to it. It's very enjoyable. I saw a friend of mine on Facebook post that she had never seen a Marvel movie before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not any of them. Which there are plenty of them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She has never seen an MCU movie. So her and her husband decided that as a quarantine activity, they were going to watch all of them and rank them. Okay. Number one on her list was Doctor Strange. Wow. Dead last on her list was Thor Ragnarok. Wow. Okay. I'm like, what the hell? Did you break up with her? Well, no, but I mean, I haven't talked to her in years and I don't plan on it now, but what the (laughs) shit? I feel I do. Here's the one thing, though. I've definitely taken away. Now that you mention it, uh, when, when I look back on it, it seems like the people who gravitate the most towards Doctor Strange yeah. are the horror people. Like they love uh, horror yeah. totally. because they yeah. view. 100%. And then because if you think about it, Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok, two very different movies. Very different. Very oh, yeah. different characters, yeah. very different sort of villains, right. all that sort of thing. And I, even the new upcoming Doctor Strange movie, that's supposed to, I think Sam Raimi's supposed to be in charge mm-hmm. of it now. He's in charge, yes. The Raimness. Supposed the Raimness. to have a horror element to it. And, Excuse and, me. And I think that's what it is that attracts people to it so much. Maybe. They just love the horror. So. It's different. It's a very different movie. So then, what's been moved? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Why is it so far away I at know. October 7th, 2022? Because they don't Why? Like us. Why? I want to rewatch that again I, soon. 
know. I did a rewatch of it relatively recently. It's so effing good. Mm-hmm. I love so, that movie. So effing good. I it, well, man, I have such fond memories of seeing it in the theaters and just going, "Holy shit!" I'm like, yeah. oh my god, this is awesome. I remember the first fifteen, maybe twenty minutes. I felt like I was gonna rip my eyes out because of the motion sickness. It was pretty crazy. But then my eyes got Loved once it. my Very eyes adjusted, distinct. I was like, okay. I'm into this. this and then you threw up at the end. I did. Yeah. I did. It was pretty intense. They moved Shazam 2 oh my God. to November 4th, 2022. I'm a little worried about that. Shazam 2? Yeah. i uh, concerned about Shazam 2, Black Adam. Yeah. Two things I was really, really yeah. looking forward to in the mm-hmm. DC universe. I'm sure it'll happen. So those are movies that have been moved. Now, movies that have their dates in 2022, Black Panther 2 on May 6th, Captain Marvel 2 on July 8th. Oh, man. So in 2022, <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Shazam 2. Wow. Jesus H. Currently on the sketch for 2022. wonder when Guardians 3 is That rules, though. Who knows when Guardians oh, yeah. 3, I'm sure, will be 2023. 2052. <laughs> that is insane. I know. That's nuts. Huh? But also kind of exciting. It is exciting for sure. I mean, we're paying for it now. Yeah, we we're are. going to reap big benefits later. But let's let's take a second to reflect back. What was it? 2019. We we're looking forward to the calendar year of 2020. Or no, not even. Sorry, my bad. 2018. Right. Looking forward to 2019. Right. Right. And we were talking about look at all these movies. Oh, why can't it come quick enough? And look at this. Look at this now. I know. 2020. <laughs> Randy and I it? were talking about it earlier, <laughs> Randy. Don't you think that there's going to be in this next, let's say, 18-month period of time, yeah. a giant influx of animated content. Absolutely. Movies, TV mm-hmm. shows, 100%. new ideas. I, I think what it is, too, if you look at it, especially with movies like Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, and then you can also kind of see it on Netflix. Like, Netflix is taking more of a chance with a lot more animated stuff. Yeah. Like, it's putting it out there, and it's resonating well with people because it's cool. Plus, if you're a creator, it gives you the liberties to do a lot of things that would just be either too costly or too difficult to pull off in like real live action. Yeah. So I, for one, welcome it. I think it'd be super great. Yeah. You know? yeah. A lot of these people can do it. I love from animation. Home. Yeah. Can you look up real quick the new date for Bob's Burgers? Because I know it got moved. And you say, you know, animation that got yeah. me like, oh, wait, Bob's Burgers oh. got moved to another Brady, date. You know, I think you forgot to mention the, the new Jurassic Park movie. What's that? Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Oh. Jurassic, Jurassic World. World, who gives a fuck, <laughs> is. <laughs> Jurassic no. World, dinosaurs in snow. <laughs> Bob's Burgers. What's the new date? I'm searching for okay, it. Find it. Bob's Burgers. But I mean, we are going to be yeah. hella busy for the next few years. I, and I'm excited about it. I do wonder, Once though. Once we get out of this, on right. the other side of it, it's going to be fun. One of the things I've also definitely thought about, too, is now, of course, as years go by, different generations get in charge of different things. So a new generation eventually will come in charge of regarding the production of things and the creation of things. I wonder if any old-timey, more nostalgic TV shows will make a comeback, whether it be through movie form or mm-hmm. TV form. Like, a, I, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about Space Jam. It's getting remade. Yeah. Who, who's asking for a Space Jam uh, That's sequel? That's a great question. You know, but they're doing it. They are. Bob's Burgers, coming at you when? April 9th, 2021. 2021. Wow. April 9th, 2021. So that's the movie we'll be watching in between mm-hmm. Morbius and Shang-Chi. It's Pretty Bob's much, Burgers. yeah. <laughs> we'll break it down. A little palate cleanser there for us. Oh, my gosh. All right, well, how about we get a comment to the week winner? Let's do that. It goes to Chassifras. <laughs> nice. Her name is Chastity. And she responded to our National Superhero Day post on Instagram. Chassifras wrote her favorite. Batman. Bruce Wayne's handsomeness makes everyone rip out, and he doesn't need superpowers to kick ass, just money and a butler. 
I love it. <laughs> Rip. Well done, Chassafras. $50 box lunch gift card is Rip. coming at you. We know box lunch stores are closed, but they have awesome stuff at boxlunch.com. Our recent winner hit us up with her haul. Great stuff. Oh, my God. She got some awesome stuff. So uh, good luck with that $50 box lunch gift card. All yours, Chassafras. Don't forget tomorrow, Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7 Watch. Ah! It's about to wrap up. We're doing an episode <laughs> on Friday. We're doing an episode on Monday. Episode 11 is May 1st. Final episode, May the 4th be with you. So May um, 5th, shit in a bucket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Vomit everywhere. <laughs> I mean, coming off episode 10, The Phantom Apprentice, which is holds up with the finest episodes of Clone Wars they have ever done. Oh, yeah. Ever done. I Did, mean, it was... It was insane. Did you see the title for episode 11? Unfortunately, I did. Shitting my pants. Uh, the title for episode 11, no joke, shattered. Oh, <laughs> oh I wonder what that means. <laughs> like, it means, Ravy, bring a box of Kleenex in uh, for when we watch because people's worlds are about to be shattered. Great. I don't know what the title is for Monday's episode. But I know the Post one coming shatter. at you on Friday is shattered. Good Lord. <laughs> Ravy's going to be crying tomorrow, probably. We got to set up a reaction cam. We might. We might need to. <laughs> Though we watch very much in the dark, but there should be some some lighting available. Just in case you can see me <laughs> reach for it. Yeah. Reach for it. Go for it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. Ravy might cry tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for interacting. We really do appreciate you. Tomorrow, coming at you with an all-new Nerdin' Out podcast. That was Nerdin' Out with Ravy. Remember to store this episode in a bag with an acid-free board and put your retainer in when you go to sleep. Until next time.